0: Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. If you want to take your Bibles and open up to Mark chapter number nine this morning, Mark chapter number nine. And uh, if you are visiting with us this morning, Uh, We do welcome you here to Fellowship Baptist Church. We're so glad to have you. And uh, if you would take uh, one of the visitor cards that's right in front of you and uh, the seat uh, back right in front of you, if you would take that and fill out um, as much information as you are willing to fill out. And we have a book that we'd love to give you after the service. If you just take this by the welcome center, uh, the welcome desk out there in the lobby, we would love to give you a book. So we do welcome you. Uh, to Fellowship Baptist Church, and, and you are our honored guest uh, this morning. Mark chapter number nine, if you're able to, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? And um, I uh, I better um, announce this because my boss, my wife, uh, has told me to announce this. That was a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Um, uh, so she had asked me to announce that the Lady Secret Sisters is starting back up. And if you've already participated in that, you can do that again. It starts uh, the beginning of August and will go through the month of October. And so if you want any more information about the Lady Secret Sisters, uh, then you can go um, out on that back table there in the lobby. Uh, there's some more information on there. And you can also see my wife. She'd love to answer any questions about that. Mark chapter number nine. And we're going to look at verse number 30 this morning. Mark chapter number nine. And we'll begin in verse number 30. The Bible says this, And they departed thence and passed through Galilee. And he would not that any man should know it, for he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying and were afraid to ask him. And he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked them, What was it that ye disputed among yourselves by the way? but they held their peace, for by the way they had disputed among themselves, who should be the greatest? And he sat down and called the twelve, and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all, and servant of all. Let's read verse number 35 together. And he sat down and called the 12 and saith unto them, if any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. I want to preach on this subject this morning. Humility wins first place. Humility wins first place. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We are so thankful to be able to come to your house and to worship you. And Lord, just to, to sing songs of Jesus and what what Jesus has done for us and how great and how wonderful the gospel is. Lord, I, I just pray that you would be with our our preaching service now uh, as we get into your word that God, you would speak to our hearts, that you would, Lord, convict us where we need that conviction in our life. That Father, you would just, the Holy Spirit would move and we would leave differently than when we came in those doors this morning. God, I pray that you would be with me. I need you this morning. I pray that you would give me the strength that you would give me, the words to say, uh, Lord, that that you would be honored and glorified in everything that is said and that everything that is done today, and we'll praise you for it in your precious name. I pray, Amen. You may be seated. This we come to this passage of scripture, and this is really uh, toward the last few months of of Jesus being here on the earth, and and for the most part, he he now is beginning to spend his last days with his disciples. And he's, he's going around and he's preparing them to have faith and he's teaching them how to pray and he's, he's sharing with them the importance of, of being in God's presence and staying close to God. And, and we come to this passage here and he, we see a lesson on humility, a lesson on humility that Jesus begins to give his disciples. And the, the thing is today is our world that we live in today knows nothing about humility. Our our world today is it, listen, humility is foreign to a fallen people, right? To a fallen world. We live in a proud world. We, we live in a world who we admire those who claim themselves to be the greatest, right? The, these, these sports stars who say, I'm the greatest, right? We we look at that, we admire that in our world today. But the Bible calls us as believers, as his disciples, to Humility. It is a Christ like character. And when we live in humility, it brings blessing. How do we know that? Because the Bible says so, amen? And when we live in, the Bible calls us to uh, humble ourselves and, and understand, we must understand this, that God can and He will humble us, but He wants us to humble ourselves before He can humble us. And I'd rather have that too, amen? I'd rather me humble myself and uh, before God has to humble me. The Bible says in Micah chapter 6, verse number 8, it says that we are to walk humbly with God. Humility should be a priority of a believer, it should be a desire of a believer. Luke chapter 14, verse number 11 says this For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. In chapter 18, verse 14, it says, I tell you this. Man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. You see, pride always leads to destruction. Pride always leads to a fall. And those who exalt themselves will be humbled. They will be abased. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 6, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud but giveth grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Listen, God blesses humility. God blesses humility. The Bible says that he will lift us up. And and listen, if you want God, his goodness and his grace upon your life, then humble yourself. Humility. Humility is a contradiction to the world's philosophy of life. Andrew Murray says this. He says, humility is dependence on God. Someone once said this humility is not thinking less of yourself, it is thinking of yourself less. It, listen, humility is getting your eyes off of yourself and getting your eyes uh, and putting them and placing them on Jesus and putting them on others. When you put others, have you, we learned this when we we're kids joy, right? We, we go through the, the word joy. Jesus, Others yourself. Amen? That's the truth we live when we, we, we learn when we're little. Jesus, others yourself. And when we put those in and those in those order, that's when we have joy in our life. When Jesus is first, when we put others before ourselves, and then ourselves come last. Humility. Humility leads to blessing. Humility leads to joy. So how do we how do we do this? How do we live in humility? How do we, when we get uh, how, do, how do we win first place? You like to win first place, right? The Bible says that those who, who are last shall be first. How do we do this? Number one, I want us to look at this passage of scripture. Number one, grow in your understanding of the gospel. Number one, grow in your understanding of the gospel. Look at verse number 30. Mark chapter nine, verse number 30, the Bible says this, and they departed thence and passed through Galilee And he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, the son of man is delivered into the hands of men and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. Jesus is teaching his disciples. And understand this isn't the very first time that Jesus has, has shared with them that he was going to die and be raised again. We find in the chapter before, Mark chapter number eight, He is repeating this. He's saying, hey, I'm dying, but I'm going to rise again. I'm going to be raised again. Jesus was repeating this. Why? Because they needed to hear the gospel over and over and over again. They needed to hear it. And understand today, church, we in here need to hear the gospel over and over and over again in our life. We need to hear it. We need to know it. We need to read it and learn it and grow in our understanding of the gospel there is something about the understanding of the gospel that brings depth to our life. The Bible says this in Luke chapter 9, verse 44, Let these sayings sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. Jesus wanted the gospel to sink down in their ears. He wanted the gospel to sink in their hearts of what He was desiring, what He was doing, what He was what his purpose was on the earth. You see, the way to achieve a life that is thinking less about us is thinking more about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? It's thinking more of Jesus and his gospel. The gospel, understand this morning, is more than fire insurance. The gospel is more than just how we enter into the kingdom. The gospel is more, uh, listen, the gospel was God's plan for all of humanity before the foundation of the world. That's the gospel. Listen, the gospel was God's plan to redeem us. And and if the gospel does not show us his love and his interest in us there, then I don't know what will. And when we look at the gospel, we humble ourselves. It's, 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 It's humbling to see what Jesus did for us. Amen? Are you humbled by that? Jesus came and and gave his life for us, a sinner just like me? F.B. Meyer says this, the only hope of a decreasing self is an increasing Christ. The only hope of a decreasing self is an increasing Christ in your life. An understanding of the gospel. Listen, do you want to focus less on yourself this morning? then focus more on Christ. If you want to focus less on yourself this morning, then focus more on him. And that starts with the gospel and it continues with the gospel as our understanding of the gospel grows. You see, the gospel is the love of God, amen? You got to get with me this morning. If you can't get excited about the gospel, then why are we here this morning? the gospel is the love of God. The gospel, understand, means that our sins have been washed away and cast away. The gospel is, is means that there is there, therefore now no condemnation to us who believe. The gospel is, if God be for us, who can be against us? The gospel is, it shapes our future. It allows our adoption into the family of God. And listen, Paul understood this and he grew in his understanding of the gospel. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number two, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. The gospel. If you wanna live a humble life, then grow in your understanding of what Jesus Christ did for you. Grow in your understanding of the gospel. Let me say this, Don't ever think you will move beyond growing in your knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't ever think it Don't ever allow that thought in your life. Listen, why? Because the gospel is where we find the power of God. The gospel is where we p- find the power of God for our life. Uh, some of you are looking at me, like, what are you talking about? Listen, the Bible says this in First 1 Corinthians 18 for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The gospel. You want to know your purpose for life? It's found in the gospel. See, the gospel is the first key to understanding humility. If we're going to humble ourselves, it's going to happen when we grow in our understanding of the gospel. Why? Because the gospel changes us. It causes us to think less about ourselves and to think about others more. The gospel. Church, listen, how do we do this? How do do we live a humble life? First of all, it it comes by growing in our understanding of the gospel. But not only that, number two, we also see how do we do it? By avoiding unhealthy comparisons. By avoiding unhealthy comparisons comparisons. Look at verse number 33. The Bible says this, and he came to Capernaum, and and being in the house, he asked them, what was it that ye disputed among yourselves, by the way? Look at this next verse, but they held their peace. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. Uh Uh-oh, they've been caught, busted, right? Jesus says, hey, what were you talking about? What were you disputing about? And I'm sure Jesus is thinking, I only got a few months left with these guys and they're a mess. Like what, what is going on here? I only have a short time with these disciples and, and they're fighting over who is the greatest. We got a lot of work left to do. I can only imagine, now the Bible doesn't tell us how this happened, but, but I like to imagine things when, re, when reading scripture. And I can see that it, it all started, this whole argument started when Peter, James, and John, they were walking along the way and they were following Jesus. And, and I'm sure they said, yeah, you, you know, we're, we're not able to speak much about what happened on the mountain, the mountain of transfiguration, but let me just tell you, it was awesome. We're not allowed, we're not allowed to really share what we saw up there, but, but it was incredible. And that's where it starts, right? Oh yeah, you think you're better than us? You think you, you three are the, are the top three? And, and I can see Matthew uh, coming up and saying, well, I, I set Jesus up with his taxes. I mean, he's, he's, he's good. He, I'm, I'm his go-to when it comes to his taxes. And, and Philip says, hey, Jesus comes to me when he needs some smarts. And Peter says, Jesus is going to come to me when he needs Someone to talk to. Yeah, right, Peter. You're just the one that always talks, right? And I can see John sitting there and saying, Oh, come on, you guys. You're crazy. You know that I'm the disciple that Jesus loves. They go back and forth. Who's the greatest? They're comparing themselves with one another. And Jesus hears all of this and he says, Hey, you've got it all wrong. He says, Let's sit down and have a lesson time. He sits down in the house and he says, What in the world are you guys talking about? You see, the problem with comparing ourselves to others is we either become prideful. We become prideful because we think we're better than someone else. When we compare ourselves with others or we become envious, we become jealous because they are better than us and they have more talents than us and they can sing better than us and they can preach better than us and they can talk to people better than us. And what it does is it ruins the purpose of our, of our Christian life. And when we focus on comparing ourselves with one another, then we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing for Jesus. When we're focusing on comparing ourselves with one another, we're not serving people. Why? Because when we compare uh, ourselves with one another, that causes division among people. That causes disunity. We don't think the same. We don't work together when we're comparing ourselves with each other. Jesus is saying, hey, listen, if you're gonna live a life of humility, then you've got to stop with these unhealthy comparisons. Let me just encourage you today. Jesus made you to be you. He gave you talents that he wants you to use for him that he did not give someone else. And we cannot grow as a church and we cannot grow unless we are humble about this and unless we are avoiding these unhealthy comparisons with one another. Listen, it's very easy. I can get down on myself. I can look at, there's, there's pastors and preachers out there that can preach so much better than I can. And I can look at that and say, oh, it's just not fair. How can they speak that way? How do they have all that knowledge? How do they lay out and, and exegete the scripture like that? How, how do they do it? It's just not fair And when I do that, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Listen, humility comes when we grow in our understanding of the gospel. It comes when we, when we stop, when we stop uh, uh, um, comparing ourselves with one another. But not only that, Jesus shows us here that we should serve others as if we are serving Christ. This one's hard. We are to serve others as if we are serving Jesus Christ. Look at verse number 35. The Bible says this. And he sat down and called the 12 and saith unto them, if any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them and when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them. Now, unlike our day-to-day where I feel like we, we value uh, children, amen? We value children. We, we value uh, what they are in our lives. And, but in, in this day that we find here in this passage of Scripture, children were just not valued like they are today. Especially the younger children. And what Jesus is doing is He, he picks up this child and he, he sets this child down in the midst of, of, the, of His disciples and He puts His arms around Him. And what Jesus is showing them is that, that this child can't do anything for you. That this child can't help you. That this child can't create income for you. That this child, there's nothing that, that this child can offer you in this day. But the point is is that the way you and I demonstrate our humility and grow in our humility is when we serve people who can't do anything in return. And that's exactly what Jesus is sharing with us here. I'm going to serve this young child who really can't do anything for me, but I'm going to serve him just because I want to. I'm going to serve him and he and he goes on to say in verse number 37, "Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me, and whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. He says, when I receive this child, when I serve this child, it's as if I'm serving God. You see, we have the tendency to help others to get help. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. I have you over for dinner so you can have me over for dinner. I do this so you can do that. And we want that reciprocation. And and listen, I'll help you out now. And and just remember down the road when I need some help, remember what I did for you. That's what we do. That's our tendency. We want to help others so that they might return the favor. Our motivation is what we can get out of our service to others. And Jesus says, if you want to be first, then be last. Be servant of all. If you want to demonstrate humility, then do things for people when no one is watching. Do things for people that that person, do something for someone who you know cannot return the favor. That is when you have taken the heart of a servant. That is when you have shown humility in your life. Not that you just serve them, but that you serve them as if you were serving Jesus. That's what he says here. Listen, me serving this child is me serving God. Me receiving this child is me receiving God. You see, most of us, if Jesus were to walk in those back doors today, we would run, wouldn't we? We would run. How can I help you? Can I get you a glass of water? Can I show you around? Here's the restroom. Here's, here. This, this seat's for you. You can sit right by me, Jesus. Are you with me? We would run to it. But when we see that individual who comes in those back doors, who, who doesn't maybe look like us and maybe even homeless, and they, they walk in those back doors, you don't see people running to them. We're not saying, hey, here's a glass of water. Hey, you can sit by me in church. Hey, I want to serve you. How can I help you? Jesus is saying, hey, listen, you serve those as if you're serving me. You reach out to those as as if I'm walking in those back doors and you're serving me. You help those as if you're helping me. Serve others as if you are serving Jesus. Listen, serve people because there's a need and that you want to honor Jesus Christ. Not not serving people so you can get something out of it. Listen, understand the value of every human being. Amen? Understand the value of people. That everyone is created in the image of Christ. That He loved everyone. That He died for everyone. And we are to love them as Christ loved them. We are to serve them as Christ served them. Let me ask you today, do you serve like that, church? Let me ask myself that question. Do I serve like that? And how often do we serve like that? Let me ask you this question this morning. When's the last time you served someone when it was inconvenient? When's the last time that you served someone that it cost you something? When's the last time you served someone and it wore you completely out? When's the last time you served someone who you knew would not return the favor? Jesus says, this is humility. Serve people as if you are serving me. Church, I wanna be a church like that, don't you? where we serve each other, not expecting something in return, but serving others. Why? Because it honors Christ, serving others as if we are serving Jesus Christ himself. Listen, humility wins first place. The first will be last and the last shall be first. You see, when the Bible talks about living in humility and learning humility, that is the heart of humility that is the heart of service serving others as you are serving jesus listen i know i know you ladies don't want to go in the nursery and change stinky diapers but listen when you're doing it do it as if you are serving jesus christ i don't know whatever You are, whatever you do, however you serve here, serve in that area as if you are serving Jesus. When those that walk inside of of this building who we don't know, who we don't even, who we've never met, let us serve them as if we are serving Jesus. How do we have humility? Grow in our understanding of the gospel. When we grow in our understanding of the gospel, then we think less of ourselves and more of Christ. Avoid unhealthy comparisons. Stop trying to compare yourself with other believers. Serve others as if you're serving Jesus. And then lastly, rejoice in the blessings of others who serve. Rejoice in the blessings of others who serve. Look at verse number 38. The Bible says this, And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth not us. And we forbade him because he followeth not us. You know, it's very interesting about this verse here. That in this same exact chapter, if you go back to the beginning of chapter number nine, the disciples try to cast out a demon from a boy and they can't do it. But then they see this group of men who... Who the, 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 this group of people who, who are casting out devils in the name of Jesus, but they're not just like the 12. They're not following the 12. And they say they, don't, they can't stand it. They don't like it. That's a lot how we are, isn't it? it it's the way that it works sometimes when, when someone is effective, but they aren't doing ministry exactly the way that we do it, we get upset. It's so easy for Christians and for churches and, and for pastors to get caught up in this. Some pastors preach in polo shirts and some pastors preach in ties and, and those who preach in ties throw rocks at the preachers in polo shirts and, and the preachers in polo shirts throw rocks at the preachers in ties. That's, what we, that's where we live in today. This church has a certain style of music and this church has another certain style of music, and they cast rocks at that that other church because they don't do it the way we do it. The church who does it one way throws rocks at the church who does it another way, and that is the human nature. That is what we find ourselves doing. We find ourselves being critical, and not only critical, but we find ourselves uh, wanting to stop others who are serving Jesus. And all of that is because of pride. Because we think that we are right and they are wrong. We think that we are right and they are wrong. And because of that, because they're different than us, we get upset. You know what It makes it even worse when, when, when they see growth and when they see people saved and when they see people discipled. That makes it even worse, right? Listen, we have to understand that we, we, we must rejoice in the blessings of others who serve. Look what Jesus said in verse number 39. They say, we don't like this. We tried to stop them from casting out demons in your name. And Jesus says in verse number 39, but Jesus said, forbade him not. Don't tell them to stop. Forbid them not he, say, he goes on to say, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can likely speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. Jesus says, don't stop them. If they're doing it in my name, let them continue. It might not be the way you do it. It might not be the way that you've been brought up. But if they're, uh, if they're honoring the name of Jesus Christ, then allow it rejoice in it let me say this church there are some issues that we will not compromise on there are some things that we will not compromise on and that that is there is salvation in one name alone and by one means alone and that is through faith in jesus christ there's no negotiating that amen there's no compromising in that. It is in Him and Jesus Christ alone, period. There is no negotiating that. But understand what you wear and the style of your music and the way that you do so many other things that there is, the Bible is not clear on, then that does not cause us to break fellowship with someone. All that, all that is is it's pride. I'm right, you're wrong, get away from me let me just tell you this. There's going to be, we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven. The people that we fellowship with, the people that are there, how'd you get here? Your music was a bunch of rock and roll. I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That's why I'm here. How'd you get here? You preached in a t-shirt and jeans. I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That's how I got here. humility is when we rejoice in the blessings of others who serve Jesus Christ. Humility says, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. And if Christ is being exalted and the gospel is being advanced, then praise God for it. Let's rejoice in it. Paul said it in Philippians chapter number one verse number 18. Look, this is what Paul said. I love it. He says, what then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, he's talking about people who is who's sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they're doing it with the wrong motivation. They're doing it with the wrong motives. They're doing it to cause grief in Paul's life. And he says this, or in truth, Christ is preached he says, it doesn't matter which way they're doing it, if, if in pretense or in truth. He says, Christ is preached and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Paul was celebrating that Jesus Christ was lifted up, that he was exalted and that the gospel was advancing. Even if he didn't agree with their methods, even if he didn't agree with their way, he says, I rejoice because Christ is preached. church, let us celebrate any time the gospel is advancing. Amen? We We don't have to, I'm not saying you have to agree with everything that another church does or how they serve and how they go about it. You don't have to agree with it, but understand if Jesus is being preached and exalted and uplifted and the gospel is moving forward and people are getting saved and baptized and they're being discipled and growing in their faith, then rejoice in that be thankful. But you know what? It takes humility to do that. It takes humility. These disciples were going back and forth. Who's the greatest? I am. No, I am. Because of this, and because I do this, and because of this. They're going back and forth, and Jesus says, hold on, wait a second, you got it all wrong. In essence, Jesus, what Jesus was saying is humility wins first. Humility is what wins first place. What Jesus is saying is hey, the greatest among you is those who grow in their understanding of the gospel. The greatest among you is those who avoid unhealthy comparisons. The greatest among you are those who serve others as you are serving Jesus. The greatest among you are those who rejoice in the blessings of others who Jesus says the greatest among you. And understand today that humility is what wins first place. Church, let's be a people who are humble. Let's be a people who live in humility. Why? Because Jesus says here, in essence, humility wins first place. Amen? Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.